Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. This story today, and you heard Pat and, and Kira chatting about it earlier, the some drivers are avoiding penalty points because they can get a disqualification for one day. It's a loophole in the Road Traffic Act and like it does seem pretty bizarre. Evan O'Dwyer is a solicitor who specialises in road traffic law. Evan, like I was listening, you know, to some of the discussion about this earlier today, it is legal. It's legal because somebody didn't think about it when the legislation was being drafted. And the idea about introducing penalty points, which happened as far back as 1994, was on the basis of trying to uh, make the roads safer and to keep people out of court. But uh, you don't ever think of these things when uh, you're trying to motivate people to slow down and to be law-abiding. But what's happened, though, is that some motorists have actually been able to avoid getting penalty points. This is maybe when they've hit, Evan, you know, seven or nine penalty points. They now get another conviction. They're potentially looking at hitting the or reaching the maximum 12. That could bring about disqualification for six months. And then you get your solicitor to ask the district court judge for this disqualification for one day. And it just brings you back down to nine again. So just explain... um, it, it, it's not happening everywhere. What's happened is the, the, the report relates to a pocket of uh, cases uh, in a certain part of the country, which has, has not been disclosed. It's certainly not in County Mayo, I can tell you that. Um, and um, where um, a person uh, pays the fine and they don't go to court, they get three points. So it's incrementally three, six, nine, and then 12, and the 12 is a disqualification. If you're a professional driver, it's three, six, and seven or if you're a novice driver at seven as well. However, if somebody goes to court because they've missed something, because they deliberately want to fight it or whatever, the um, risk that they have is not getting three points applied to their license, but five. So there's a greater jeopardy in going to court. Um, and of course, if you succeed in convincing a judge um, that there's no case to be met, then you go from, it's either five or zero. That's the swing. So what, what the, the article explains is that uh, when um, a court is asked to decide the guilt of somebody, the court has the ability, of course, to record a conviction, to impose a fine, and of course, as well, to impose a disqualification. And the idea is that if the disqualification is imposed, then what has been reported is that uh, the points will not apply. Okay, So that means that the person effectively gets a reprieve. And that, of course, defeats the purpose of penalty mm. points because uh, I do it uh, in my job, my colleagues do it, that you're asked to contest cases for clients and you're asked to test the evidence. And if a judge is satisfied that the evidence is not there, then the swing is five to zero. And everybody is watching the number of points that they have at any given point in time. So, of course, if it's the difference between a disqualification for six months or 12 months um, people will throw their hat at trying to do what they can to make sure they stay on the road. Yeah, but you're saying, I mean, you know, I, I know this story emerged today, but that it's 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 um, it's not overly common e- either, though, Evan, at the same time. Well, truthfully speaking, I hadn't heard of it before I read it in the paper this morning. And that's how, uh, that's how unique it is. I mean, myself and colleagues of mine operate within... The, the, the rules that are there and we advice is given to clients 
that if you go to court with a penalty points offence, it's either five, it's an all duck or no dinner situation, it's either five penalty points or it's none, and there's no halfway house. And that's the way that the law was intended to be used and intended to be applied. But clearly, because such um, there are such draconian measures with these things, if your licence is taken from you, mm. you know, particularly in rural Ireland, uh, it has a huge knock-on effect and people will okay. do whatever they can within the law to try and avoid that. Um, Susan Gray, Evan, is with us. Susan is the founder of the Road Safety, the Road Safety Group Park as well. Do we take, like when you listen to that today, Susan, can you say that we take road safety seriously? Well, this is only the tip of iceberg. The research we've been carrying out for years and years, where do you hear this about disqualified drivers? Those that have a full Irish licence and are disqualified in court, only 18, and they are actually disqualified in court, only 18% of them are surrendering their licence to the RFA as required by law. Learner drivers disqualified in court. Almost 11,500 were disqualified since uh, 2016. Guess how many of them surrendered their licence to the RFA? 6%. Now, it's an offence not to surrender your licence under law. With a penalty of up to a thousand euros, and is that up to the end? Is that up to you as the motorist once uh, you know once you're disqualified oh. to do that, or once the procedure the RSA have and they have no intentions of changing it for some unknown reason, you are asked you're disqualified in court tomorrow. You're given two weeks to appeal the disqualification. After that two weeks is up, the RSA is supposedly right out to you, right? So the learner drivers, they must have written out to 11,350 learner drivers. We don't believe they do. To inform them that it is an offence, you must uh, surrender your licence, stick it into an envelope and post it back to us, the RSA, to a PO box in Cork. Now, have you any idea why so many are not doing that? It's, it's up to the discretion of the individual. Now, that's resulted in very few surrendering their licence. It's an offence. Mm. We've asked peak parliamentary question after parliamentary question, how many people have been brought back to court and issued with a fine of up to €1,000 for not surrendering their licence? No, no figures have come back, so we're taking up that nobody's been successfully prosecuted. Now, the Road Safety Authority, in reply to us, um, about uh, taking these people back to court and making sure that they're fined for not surrendering their licence. Moya Murdoch at the time, the head of the RSA, said that to go to um, secure a successful prosecution in court, the RSA may, and it's the may that stuck with us, may have to attend court along with the Gardaí and give evidence that we, the RSA, have written out to each of these drivers informing them of the law and then informing the court that this person did receive the letter, okay. did not didn't um, surrender. surrender why, 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 why is that not being enforced then, Evan? Um, well, I think that first and foremost, I think it's resources. I mean, I don't disagree with anything that Susan has said. And um, 
I don't disagree with the figures that she said, although I haven't seen them before. But it would stand to reason because the the function of the court concludes with the end of the prosecution or the end of the case. And at that point, um, the the imposition of penalty points and the surrender of licenses and the holding of licenses uh, during a disqualification is under the umbrella of the Road Safety Authority and the National Driver Licence Service. So the courts have no function after that, or do the Gardaí. But the administrative side, which Susan is mm, speaking about, okay. uh, is with the, with the RSA. Now, whether the RSA wish or want or have the capacity to prosecute or follow those up really depends upon, okay. upon them. Just, yeah. just, just on the story about the, this uh, loophole that we're, we're talking about, um, Mary is with us on the line, actually. just Mary, because you've been listening to this today and, and you got in touch. Did you say that you, you have points in your licence? I have. I've six. Six penalty points at the moment yeah, on your licence, yeah. yeah. And, and you know, it's not like before where you had two and then they sort of mounted it up, but it's six and if you're four now, you're gone. You know what I mean? Four sections. Yeah. So when, are you, when, when you heard about this story today, what was your reaction? Right. First of all, to be honest with you, I didn't realise that loop was there, but it totally makes sense. Like if my car is gone, my daughter doesn't get anywhere quite simply. And her diary is busier than mine. What do you, what do you mean? Tell me about your daughter. What do you mean she, she wouldn't well, get anywhere? Well, it's like this. We live in the country. Okay, there's a kilometre to go to the nearest bus. Um, I drive my daughter everywhere, basically. She works. She goes to her arts club. She goes to her centre. So every day, I'm on the road with my daughter. So I really need the car. We're we're just too far away from a bus service. What age is your daughter, Mary? She's thirty one. She's thirty one. She's thirty one. Okay. And she will always need the car. She'll always need transport. Uh, do you, do you, do you sorry? Do you care for your da- daughter, Mary? Are you her? Yeah, yeah. My daughter's Down syndrome. Okay. Okay. So you, you, you are somebody who would, you need your, you need a car all the time. Essential, essential. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And I would classify myself as a good driver, to be honest with you. I really would. I mean, I'm nearly 70. I've had a lot of experience over the years, really, you know. And our road, actually, our main road used to be 100 kilometres. But when the new M3 came, for some reason, they put the speed down to 80 and sometimes there are no other cars on that road. And even if there are, I would drive very carefully at a good speed. What but do you mean? It has been literally over 85 or about 85 and I've been caught. And on one occasion, actually, when you're coming down towards Johnstown, you go from 80 down to 60 and you've literally about two seconds before the van is there. So I've been caught there as well. Are you worried then when you rely so much, Mary, on your car and for your daughter as well? That, like, well, if you're I'm, I'm definitely like, I don't go out on the road every day thinking about it, but I'm definitely conscious that I have six points at the moment. Yeah, and if I got two mm. more, I'd be gone. Yeah, it is a concern. Susan Gray, the Taoiseach is going to close this loophole, though. Is is that right? It's going to be closed off. 
Well, for 15 years, uh, we've been constantly told by the government that they're anxious to consolidate the road traffic acts because there's so many acts amending and overlapping other acts, and it makes it so easy for solicitors sometimes to get their claims off when they shouldn't get off. So it's so complicated. We have a road traffic act nearly every year. So for years and years, they told us, yes, we're going to consolidate it. We will notice then if there's errors or mistakes or whatever loopholes in the acts while they're consolidating and put it into one simple act for everybody to easily and that'll close it. understand. Okay. Ka- Carl is on the line as well. Carl, like, like you've been listening to this conversation. Um, you could ask, you know, is road safety, how seriously do we take road safety here? Uh, hi, Andrea. How are you? How safety do we? How how seriously do we take it, Carl? Uh, well, listening to some people, not very serious. Um, you can hear me, okay? Can you? I can. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, well, one of the big gripes I had when I was listening to Pat this morning was when he said um, that. Well, under some people have exceptional circumstances. You have no exceptional circumstances if you're speeding four times. My nephew was killed a couple of years ago this week. Um, okay. He was 19. And uh, now, listen, the, the chap that was driving the car wasn't, according to the guards, at fault. So it's nothing about course accidents can happen. Mm. But I mean, if you speed four times, and you're caught, then you have no exceptional circumstances at all. Mm. And I know that lady said um, that she cares for her our daughter. Yeah. Well, surely people like that should have a bit more sense that it's not a privilege to have a, or it's a privilege to have a car. Necessity is filled water, but it's not to drive somebody around. And if, if she's sped twice and, and the excuse is, well, there's nobody on the road, that's ridiculous. If she killed somebody, would she or, or anybody, can they sit there and say, well, you know, there was nobody on the road. I mean, it's not, I personally think it's not um, looked at in a, in a big way at all. Bigger priority. And, I would, and I would say to anybody, I only noticed this after my nephew was killed. When you're driving at the, on the road tonight, anybody listening, look at how many cars have no headlights. One one headlight not working, especially the inside headlight. And they're driving around the roads. Can't see, obviously, with half the light only working and could easily kill somebody. And so I actually seen, I said it to your researcher, um, he was only at a checkpoint a few weeks ago and there was a guy on the other side and he'd one headlight completely gone and the guards were checking tax and insurance. And I'm sitting there now, listen, I know I'm only, this is only more in my head since what happened to our family. Oh, sure, I know. But But I'm I'm looking at, yeah, Yeah. and I'm looking at the guard and I'm saying, and again, I don't know the ins and outs of the law, um, but I'm sitting there looking, saying, the guy has only one headlight. How in God's name is that safe on the road? And so I think just, with everything in within our justice system, I just think it's very wishy-washy. Okay. 
Well, I've, uh, I'm, so, I'm sorry, Carol, and, and thank you for, for getting in touch and sharing your, your story with us today because I know after uh, what you and your family have experienced with your nephew, it, um, it, it can't, can't be easy at all. Some of the texts on this today, plenty of people actually getting in touch about it. The standard of driving in this country is atrocious and when you can get away with it, why wouldn't you chance, chance your arm, says this listener. Well, just listen back to Carol's interview there. Another listener, everybody has a choice about how they drive. Don't break the rules and you won't get points. Simple as that. There's another texter today. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. We were talking about road safety on the programme a little earlier and how hard and how difficult we so we well how, how we don't seem to take road safety all that seriously. I suppose really is the the point of the conversation. Tom is with me on the line. Tom, you got in touch. You were listening to our, our chat a little earlier today. Why do we? Why do you think we're not taking it seriously enough? Well, I think it's um, the penalties are not maybe severe enough, especially for the likes of safety and drink driving and things like that. So I just think that if you if you if you lost your license and you had to go back to the start, become a learner, get your twelve lessons, and um, then have to pass your test, I just think it would be a bigger deterrent. Um, if you want to lose your license, so the, the the way the penalty point system works at the moment, Tom, you you just don't think it's it's not strict enough. The three and the six and the nine and the the 12 up to disqualification, you, you don't think it's enough? Well, I think for the more seri- serious cases, um, you know, for disqualification, um, the likes of drink driving and uh, and such, um, I just think, you know, rather than, rather than six months off the road, um, if you had to do your lessons, where use a learner place, use an end plate when you finally pass your test for a year and it would also incur, you know, insurance costs and that sort of thing as well. I just think it would be a bigger deterrent. What about you, Nikki? What what are our attitudes like towards road safety? Um, I think people are quite lax about road safety, if I'm honest. Most people, I when I'm in car driving, I see lots of people speeding. Um, and I'm not against the occasional person speeding for a medical emergency or something like that. Um, for example, back in 2020, um, I was suffering from a severe miscarriage and losing lots of blood and was told to get to the hospital immediately. Um, my husband sped to the hospital. We got pulled over with guards. Um, my husband explained, like, my wife really needs to get to the hospital. Um, and they gave us um, an escort to the hospital. Uh, and, and in these circumstances, I'm all for people speeding. That's like it's needed at that point. But generally, you don't gen- need to, speed to get to the, the store. You don't need to speed to take your child to school. If you're running late, you're running late. Leave earlier. These are two-ton killing machines. People are dying on our roads, and people aren't taking it seriously enough. I also don't think changing the speed of the road is going to do much when people are speeding anyway, and especially um, with the joke of you can surrender your license for a day. And I know that loophole's getting closed now, but... I actually thought it was a joke this morning when I was listening to Pat Kenny. I thought it was an actual joke. I mean, that's not okay. This is the loophole we're talking about in the in the road traffic yeah. act. Yeah, I think a lot people of people were probably. People need to take these 
cars seriously. You've had me on before talk about road safety. And I mean, as I said before, there are two ton killing machines. People die in these cars. People are being killed by them. And people's attitudes are, well, if the road's clear, it's okay. Go a bit faster. No, you cannot predict what's coming around the next bend. You don't do the speed of the road. I mean, it's not that hard. Every car has cruise control or speed limiting, whatever you, whatever your preference is. Um, and just drive to like turn the cruise control on. Like I live on an 80 kilometer, uh, road. As soon as I'm out there, cruise control on and that's it. And I'll slow down if I need to slow down, um, if there's a car in front of me or whatever. It's not that hard to just obey the rules of the road, but no one is doing it. And I think people really do need to reset their tests. This thing of oh, it's nerve-wracking to set a test. Well, yeah, it's nerve-wracking to set a test, but everyone gets a bit nervous setting their test. I got a bit nervous. I passed my test first go when I, when I did my test. I was very lucky. And that's bit, and I love driving. I would not be opposed to sitting another test to continue to drive. But people are just too lax about their attitudes of, well, I can drive, I've got a licence, it's fine. Um, not understanding that there's all different variables out there that are dangerous, including the car itself. Yeah, well, I think even uh, some of the messages just coming in and whether it's, you know, people going to uh, a medical emergency or not, like people still have to stick to the um, stick, I suppose, to the to the limits as well. What about you, Mark? Do you think we've sort of poor attitudes towards road safety here? <laughs> I think you're underestimating the, uh, the, uh, the, the degree to which people ignore the road uh, laws. Um, it's not just about uh, speeding. Uh, the more important, I would suggest, and especially for with regards to getting uh, up um, points, um, you know, to stop your losing your license, uh, the the notion of drink driving, drug driving, and uh, using a mobile phone while you're driving, is at um, extraordinary uh, uh, degrees now. It's like there's no no rules apply to anybody. Um, I drive into uh, into Wexford from a, about an eight mile, eight uh, kilometer distance. I can count twenty cars uh, coming against me that are on their phone or texting. Texting. Can't believe that they think they can control a vehicle. Just like Nikki said, there. This is a two-ton killing machine. And uh, the notion that, uh, that you know that they can text and drive at the same time, or drink and drive at the same time, or uh, drug, take drugs and drive. The the problem is that we don't have the um, the, uh, the the guards on the on the job, you know, um, enforcing the laws, and it's not the guards' fault. Mm. You know, but the, the guards are out and about, I suppose. But I know what you're saying. It's not. Well, it's not seen... the same numbers. It's not the same numbers as previous no. years. And look, the last I, I can't remember the last time I saw a, a road uh, check guards doing a guard the checkpoints check yeah. yeah instead of the speed vans right yeah 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 i mean the speed vans are there and, and to be honest with you from my point of view it's just my opinion people can um uh can speed if they want to but they they pay the consequences but it, when you're a bad driver it's worse than being a speeder because the bad driving will kill people you can drive at 100 it's miles an hour speed. down a, a uh, you know down a motorway you're not going to kill anybody but if you ba- if you drive badly and you're you're not paying attention when you drive, you're 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 sunk. The other thing is that people people walk around, drive around, uh, uh, cycle around in country lanes 
and they've got no high-vis jacket, they've got no lights, they've got no no indication, and they don't even think they should do. That's the point. You know, school kids are walking along country lanes, um, and, and it gets dark at 4.30 now. And uh, Or even, even on a day like today, a beautiful day today, mm. but the sun is a low sun, uh, and it's, um, it's in your eyes. I came around the corner this morning and didn't see a pedestrian because the sun was in my face. And I had to swerve at the last time because he was dressed in black. All and yes, there was a discussion, I'd say maybe two months ago, that we had on the programme yeah. from comments that were made about why you shouldn't, you know, we, we shouldn't be putting the yeah. responsibility back on the pedestrian. Yeah, I was shouting at the, t- at the radio, shouting at right. it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, this is this is mad. Why we still continue to talk about the the, the problems that exist instead of doing something about it, I just don't know. The government, and I'm not the one for saying the government should spend all the money they're getting, but they're getting a lot of money. And uh, the fact that they're not doing something uh, um, constructive with the capital infrastructure, which is what the guards and the uh, NHS, the um, HSE are doing, they're all, you know, you could change those issues in one fell swoop because it's a long-term solution as opposed to giving people, and, and, you know, people need support, but giving um, um, companies uh, 100,000, you know, when their their uh, premises were flooded out, you know? Okay. Text that that from, money spent and gone. Yeah, to text from a listener here, and this is, like, and it's a good point. What's the point in speed limits if people don't adhere to them? Like, we've a, you know, a, a great uh, straight, um, straight road, but there's a lot of entrances onto the road. You get a lot of pedestrians. The speed limit um, where we are is 60. Most people driving this road have the attitude that they, they can see ahead because there's no cars. People don't realise there's problems that can occur when this happens. The majority drive the, the road at high speed. They also overtake. It's totally wrong and people don't think so. Another texter, 087-1400-106. Yeah, the speed limits are there to be obeyed. Why don't we do so? Um, Declan has got in touch. He says, I don't believe anybody should be disqualified from driving without going before a judge. I consider myself to be a very careful driver. I drive a minibus. I have got plenty of points for driving with um, the flow of traffic. The amount of people the same amount as I've had have been driving dangerously fast. If that happened on a long distance driver four times, they could lose their license. I think it's totally unfair. So why not take the loophole? Peter is with us on the line. Peter, like, what's your view on our attitudes to road safety here in Ireland? Well, the way I see safety, and it's health, even on health and safety on everything, it's everybody's responsibility. And that includes cyclists, e-scooters, cars, buses, vans, the whole lot. And it seems to be just demonising the cars and the, and the drivers. I come in, I tra- I'm travelling into the city centre for the last, best part of 10 years. And the last two, three years with the e-scooters, you see, I come in at the dark in the morning. They've no lights, no high-vis jackets, nothing. Coming around on phones, turning corners, breaking lights. They put on all these big cycle lanes down in East Wall there. You go home every evening, every evening, and the cycle lanes are empty. And where are the cyclists going into East, Boys, East Point Business Park? Out in the middle of the road, cycling up the middle of the road in and out through cars. But nobody, nobody, I don't know what it is with the media, nobody wants to, you know, put this out there. It has to be put out there. It's everybody's responsibility, not just car drivers and buses and all that. You know, if, the, if you're going to spend money on infrastructure for, for a cycle lane, enforce it the way you enforce the rules of the road to the, to the drivers. Mm. Everybody, everybody, yeah. There, there needs to be some sort of enforcement Fairness. and restriction for everybody. 
Yeah, like if you travel, I pass five in the morning and come in around city centre, and they're coming out from everywhere, black clothes, hats. You can't even see them. You can't. You cannot even see them. They come up the inside of you. I'm actually a traffic manager. I work in traffic management, and they're taking trucks out off building sites, and they're okay. coming up the inside of trucks. They have no recollection of the speed that they're moving at. They come up on footpaths and everything. Like, but yet, every one of your cars, this one of your cars, every one has been demonised with cars. I don't, don't get me wrong. Everybody has a responsibility. But I suppose the majority of fatalities be. Yeah, but if you yeah, hear if you if you hear of a cyclist being killed on the road, and God forbid, like I wouldn't that under like, like and the first thing that everyone's picturing is ahead, the driver of the vehicle. There's none of this crack of saying like, well, did he go up the inside of a truck? Did he break a red light? And like anybody that sits here in this show and says that they don't go every day and see a cyclist going absolutely ignoring red lights, green, whatever colours they are. Mm. It's sitting, it's, it's telling a lie because they do it day in, day out. And the East Scouts are going out 30, 40, nearly 50 miles an hour. And they're going up, even there the other day, going up the M1, seeing two lads, two pedestrians walking up from the, the petrol station at the Lusk Interchange there, walking up the M1 against the traffic on the motorway. Right. Just on the M1, another text from a listener who says, I was on a bus yesterday and at one of the busy roundabouts, oh, this is in the old uh, M1. A driver had one of her hands in use and not with a phone, but with a paper cup, either with uh, tea or coffee in it, says, uh, says this texter as well. Clive is on the line. Clive, why did you get in touch with this? Hi, I've been listening to you for a, a little while. About, well, I was watching the TV last night. They're talking about speed limits and um, it's not going to work. We don't have the police to police speed limits. People don't stick to them now. Why are they going to stick to them if they lower them? No one's going to stick to them. Sort out the bad driving. That's what my how personal opinion that? is. There's so many bad drivers on the road. And how do we do that? Just enforcement, more penalty no, points? Enforcement. You, you've got to get a, a police force out there that just uh, to do with the roads. Flood it with police and people are going to have to stop. Or or the um, the speed limiters that are um, you can get on cars now. Why not make it mandatory? Okay. Another texture, like the last two speakers, I think are completely tarnishing everybody. Almost everyone I know takes road safety quite seriously. I'd love to see a proper analysis of where the serious accidents are happening. I got two speeding fines within a week. Um, this is on the Newtown Park Avenue, says this listener. Halfway towards, dis- I'm currently halfway towards disqualification. Drive in Carrier Cork and it's okay to drive at 80 kilometres or 100 on windy days. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.